Welcome to the Live to be Remembered podcast, where you'll learn the most effective tools for leaders, communication, and how to succeed at a high level. Here, welcome to the Live to Remember podcast, and I'm here with the fellas. Today, we're going to be discussing wealth. We're going to be discussing black wealth. Um, it's income tax time. I mean, I just watched a, uh, I just watched a video on Twitter, and my man was standing in the club with a suit on, and they was pouring champagne on, and the cat, and the caption was, "It's tax season." <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Hey, look, tax season for black people, bro, is like that's like our Christmas as as grown folks. Wow. And. It's crazy because if you think about all the other races, like I don't see the other races getting happy about income tax. Right. Only us. Like, I'm just Real being talk. honest. Real Only talk. us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I want to talk about, um, I want everybody that if you got income taxes or if you had to pay income taxes, I just want everybody to talk about what they've done with their income taxes thus far. Mm. Anybody can jump in. Anybody can go first. Yeah. Well, since we're on income tax, I'm going to tell you what happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) This can't be good. Hey, this ain't going to be good. (laughs) Anybody start off with well? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah, boy. So, you know, I didn't know, you know, I had student loans and I was, I was like, okay. I'm, you know, I only paid my student loans when I was working. Right. So what happened was, you know, I'm like, yeah, we about to get our taxes. We're going to pay these bills. So. And uh, I paid my taxes with H&R Block. And the next thing you know, um, the, that two to seven weeks, whatever it is, two to five weeks go by. I'm like, maybe when? It's been four months now. Why ain't got my, my check yet? <laughs> they got you. <laughs> Y'all went straight to the <laughs> the whole thing. Go straight to hey, Well, <laughs> they took the whole thing. I mean, Willie, I've been there, bro. I, I know how you feel right now, bro. They took all of it. I was just like, now, nah, how do I explain this to my wife? Like they took all <laughs> your money. Like, like it was like my else. Who took the rent money? Like I was like. <laughs> Bruh, I mean, that was the worst. And like from that point on, I was like, you know what? I don't care about taxes no more. Like the fact, and it helped me because I realized I went through a period of my life to where I didn't get my Christmas money. It was gone. So the fact that I didn't get my income tax that year let me know that how much you really rely on it because I ain't put a number towards bills anyway. So I was just like, well, okay, I ain't got my income tax. But this year, Oh boy. About to get that 70 inch, you know what I'm saying? Get them doves on my own. get them doves, you know, get them doves on the whip. But nah, man, but that's that's what happened to me, man. So this year, uh, we're getting it. I'm I'm thankful that I'm out of that, you know. Uh, I guess they call it, I forgot what they call it when you went um default. Yeah, default. Yeah, it's default. default. Yeah. You know what they got another word for it too. It's it's deep. So you went default, but then it's another one that I was just like <laughs> Wait, you you was deeper than default, my G? <laughs> 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 I 
I only know default. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, you, you was out of there, my guy. Hey. I was, hey, I was, because I had to go through a program where I had to make like nine payments for oh, nine. Oh, it's a rehabilitation yeah, program. Yeah, yeah. Rehabilitation program. Yeah, man, I was in something. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, I got to make nine payments first? Yeah. yeah. Hey, but, Willie, but, hey, I had to do the same thing. Like for the past two years, I haven't gotten my taxes back at all. Mine did the same thing. But leading up to get a house, I had to bring that out of default to where I had to make those nine straight payments. So now right. that my yeah. credit is good, so I, I'm good. I ain't got to worry about that. So this was the first year I actually got my taxes back in the last few years. And the reason Man. I can confidently say rehabilitation program, because I just got out that boy. Listen, like. So <laughs> listen, all last, of us in it. All of us listen, in it. That's what I'm talking last, about. Last year, <laughs> we was in it. Last year, um, I was expecting to get mine. They send you no notice or nothing. They just go ahead. No. Get, they, they just go ahead and get that about you, right? Like, yeah. you, you don't know. You wait and you anticipate that money. And so I had to do the same thing. I just got out of my rehabilitation program because you can't qualify for a home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not a, not an FHH because that's a that's a government loan. So if that's you right. are in default, you got to get out of default into great standing or good standing, which is back in collections. And so yeah. I was stuck in that. So I'm in the process of buying me a new crib right now, but I had to put in that work. But I feel your pain when you said it. But yeah, but I, think, real. It's, it's I thank God. I thank God because my payment was only five dollars. <laughs> They do that. $5, dollars, bro. It's worse because the last two years, I filed by myself, so I just didn't get mine back. My girl got hers back. But if you marry and they take you hers, with you. <laughs> you you go to no, jail. No, no, check. no, 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 no. I'm talking about the last two years. This year, no. we filed together. You can, if they can do, they can take it, but you got to file an injured spouse claim. If you file an injured spouse claim, then your spouse that has nothing to do with your debt can get their portion back. Let me write a lot of people down. don't know that. Yeah, you got to file an interest. It's called an injured spouse claim. Go ahead. They already took your money, Willie. Why are you writing it down? Hey, 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 hey. Anybody ask you all that? Taxes ain't due to April. Anybody ask Nah, this year with mine, um, I basically treat it like as if it never came, like for real. Like last year, my wife, like they, they took mine and my wife put ours in savings and that was our emergency money that got us through the whole year. So we basically took half of it and put it in the, in the savings for the emergency and the rest of it, I'm just going to invest. So buy, buy my books, buy my shirts, whatever, and, you know, flip it as much as I can. So that income is still coming in. So I'm That's not buying up, anything for me. I'm just using it to put back into the business. Amen. But you know, the Bible says it's better to give than receive. So, uh... <laughs> hey, hey, we use the Bible out of context. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, black black people love that scripture. <laughs> they love it, bro. Hey, it's better to give than receive, man. They're like, yeah, Cole, I see you with them, the, the gold chain and the hip pods, man. These ain't real, yo. These ain't, these nah. Not real. <laughs> oh, that's what's nah. up. No, nah. but nah, I think for me, man, this year, because like it's sad because we're not even sad. I'm so used to really not getting any income tax. They say my wife and I make too much money. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, you really ain't supposed to get nothing back. But people think, you know, but that's a whole different situation, right? Yeah, so I think right. so. I, I, I didn't even I didn't even get a bunch back, but what I did get back, I just stuck it in the bank. Um, because all mine is going to invest it in myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I think that's the best thing that I could do with my money because then I'm gonna generate more income. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
you know, scared money don't make money. Hey. You know, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, if I don't invest in myself, that means I don't believe in myself. And that don't mean that means that I can't provide for my family what I need to. So that's where, where our money is going to go to. And it wasn't even much. So I had to take other money to go with it because I didn't even get that much back. Like I got like a G back, if anything. And that's a that's a good, good segue into uh, you saying you invested in yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Will, what what you do with yours? Hey man, shoot. <laughs> default. I'm deep in it. I'm deep in it. They're going to be talking about me while I'm sitting right here. <laughs> that's the title, that's hey. the title of this part. Deeper than hey. default. <laughs> hey, I'm about to find that picture of Willie like this. Hey, would you like this when they took it? <laughs> hey. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, Nah, man, all joking aside, though, man, I really invested mind in just basically freeing my hands, man, to work with my mind, bro. Um, I invested in some software, man, emailing software, um, landing pages, uh, literally, man, just to generate more income when I sleep, man. You know, uh, Warren Buffett says it best, man, if you don't make money while you sleep, you'll work until you die. So we're not trying to be on that over here, man. We're just trying to basically, you know, get easy money. It's out here, bro. It's out here. It hasn't gone nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So that's what mine went, uh, Quan, man. So, yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Beck, I want you to talk about. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk. I want you to talk about your money management skills, because uh, prior to you meeting Barisha, it was horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I would like. Was it was it you or was it her? I I think it was a collection of both. To be honest with you, um, because her spending habits ain't great. I'm I'm still getting on her about you know some stuff like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? She she wanted to do some stuff. I'm like, nah, we're not on that. But I think it was more of me of uh, when I my spending habits was bad, that's when I was in my worst state of mind. That's when, of course, I was on alcohol. That's when, of course, when I had that poverty <clears throat> mindset. So I've been there before, single, you know, not being able to pay your rent, not being able to pay your water bill, not being able to pay your light bill to where I had to call mom, like, hey, can I borrow such and such money? And then when I got with my wife, it was like, I'm not dependent on nobody else. I'm the man now, not just for me. I'm the man for a whole family. So now if, if I got to, you know, eat rom, um, top ramen, that's what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a bit. It, top, it's ramen. So, top ramen. <laughs> ramen, I got ain't got no name. <laughs> Called noodles. <laughs> noodles. Oodles and noodles. If I got to eat oodles no, no and noodles. Flavor. No flavor. No, that, that's what we got to do, man. It's about saving that money because I, I don't want her to have to worry. So that's I think that's what changed is taking the stress off of her. I don't want you to worry about if your car break down. I don't want you to worry about if something needed for the house. So it was just having that extra piece of, okay, I'm good. You know, if I'm broke when I was single, but another person ain't going to feel that way. So being a leader of my household, it was like that was the, the shift in mindset on my money management skills and just saying, Okay, let me take the let me take the head of this. If you want to go buy some stuff, okay, make sure it's within the budget to where we ain't at the end of the month. Like, why you have to buy that, or you got to take that back. Mm-hmm. So right. it's just being a man of saying for myself first and for my wife. Like, nah, we ain't doing that. Cause I know my wife. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if y'all wife do it, but mine when she buys something, she leaving in the car. Cause you know I ain't gonna check the trunk. So. <laughs> I mean, 
She got a whole clubhouse <laughs> in the trunk. Hey, see, my, my wife tried to be slick. Like, it'd be like, I get home, and then it'd be like, fresh new tags, like, on the bed from where she ain't got dressed for work. So she would have bought something. And I'll, I just see the tags. I'm like, ain't no way you ain't had that for a year or two when you just now popping the tags off. You just got that. But they be treating us like they be treating us wrong, man. They be like, my wife, she be like, if stuff come from Amazon, be at the front door, she be acting like she ain't purchased that. She be like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, your name on it. What you mean was that? Like, I didn't purchase it. And she oh, like, oh, so real. Send that back. Send that back. <laughs> so, uh, talk about real quick. I want to talk about, um, you know, often growing up, I know for us growing up, you know, we never talked about <clears throat> save your money. We never talked about, um, you know, how important credit was. It was, you know, when I was working at Walmart at like 17, like that $353 every two weeks, you know, once once it was time for me to get paid and I still had money left over from the other check, I felt like I had to spend it before I got the new check. Mm -hmm. So I was going to buy... I was going to buy Jordans. Every Jordan that came out, I was going to buy. Um, I probably had about shoes. And I ain't, I ain't got none of those shoes no more. Um, you know, I want to just talk about, you know, as, as black people, we so quick to go get the new shoes. And it's like, when we die, are we going to leave our kids bills and shoes mm. while the other races are leaving their kids land? Like, you know, it was people I graduated. It was like, yeah, we bought a house. We put it on our family's land. I'm like, I wish my family had land. Mm. You know, we don't get taught those things growing up. So we see our parents struggle live check to check. And it's like, for us, we think, oh, that's the way I'm supposed to live. Because I don't know no other way. Um, I mean, was anybody else taught that on the, on the call to, to, um, to, you know, if you got it, spend it? Yeah. I think, I'll go ahead, Willie. No, go ahead, Corey. You got it. I was just talking about this the other day. Uh, I can talking to this with my bishop about, <clears throat> you know, exactly what we're talking about. And I said, when you think about historically, you think about our grandparents and, you know, our moms and stuff, really all our grandparents could really pass down to our parents was Jesus. They didn't have a bunch of money. You know what I'm saying? So they gave them the, the best thing possible was Jesus. And so they didn't talk about, you know, uh, uh, saving money. They didn't talk about they didn't even talk about set, saving for funerals and none of that stuff, right? That's why people are doing GoFundMes and all these different type of things. And so I think you really have to experience this for yourself. Yeah. Because if you've never had this habit, if you never yeah. saw this growing up, yeah. all you're doing is just in that hamster wheel like everybody else was. Yeah. And until you get out there and you got to buy a house, because some people content with rent, you know what I'm saying? Some people content with, you know, uh, Got this attitude. My credit messed up anyways. Go ahead. Because you know how people call you. I'm going to put this on your credit report. <laughs> like, go ahead. My credit messed up anyway. You know, you got that attitude. It's not until you have to buy a home and you want them to change, you make a difference that you realize how important these things are. And so me coming up, my mom lived paycheck to paycheck. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and, and when I got paid, I was in the freshest gear ever. You know what I'm saying? I always had money coming up because I worked for it and I would blow it. If I would have saved half of the money I had when I was a youngster, man, I would be living life right now. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't taught. So I had to learn these things through life experiences. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, every lesson learned is a lesson bought. And so I'm like, okay, now I'm in a better position. Um, I'm teaching my kids about it now. 
because I don't want them to be in debt for nothing. So I think it's really, really important that historically we just got to think about what, what was passed down. Nothing was passed down to me. Nothing was passed down yeah. from our, you know, grandparents. They didn't have nothing to give us. We're 200 years behind, bro, financially. 200 years behind. 289 years behind financially. Yeah, it's how I was brought up, man. It was one of those things where, like Corey said, like I had to be exposed to know that life was out there because, like I said, being from the hood, I didn't know other other races exist. I just thought it was just black people. Like I didn't like I restaurants seen black people, just black people. And then when I went, when I finally went to college, I was like, wait a minute, there's other people in the world. <laughs> like what is happening? Like you know, so it was. It took me being exposed to those things. I I sat my mama down and we talked about this. I was like, mom, you know what? Like you didn't teach me how to be wealthy, you know. And we and I wasn't mad at the fact of that because we gotta remember we can't be too hard on our parents because. Back when my mom was was in school, back in the day, all you needed was a high school diploma. That'd get you in the job you needed. Like you ain't need a master's, an AA, and a, a associates, and a you know a bachelor's. Like all they needed was a high school diploma, and you can go right into being a nurse or RN, truck driver, like all these high jobs. But yet, when I watched my mom get to a point to where one thing she installed in me was pay that ten percent. Like she taught like. She taught me how to pay 10%. And I was like, oh, and I got to this day. Like, I do that faithfully. And and like I told her, it took my sister exposing me to, you know, other things. Like, I thought life was TGI Fridays, Applebee's, you know, Golden Corral, Sizzlers. Can't believe our Sizzlers. You know what I'm saying? We going to Sizzler. But <laughs> <laughs> when, she, when she exposed me to those things, I was like, man, this is more than life than, you know, these places, and I'm going to restaurants where they don't have the, you open the menu, they don't even have the price of it. I'm like, what? How much it costs? Like, you know, why, why are the lights so dim in here? Like, why put the lights on? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, like, I'm going to places and restaurants like that, and I'm just like, oh, okay. So I told my mom, I said, mom, you didn't teach me how to be wealthy, but you taught me how to be, how to work hard to be wealthy. So I was like, that's the, that's the point that I took that I learned but I was like, I got exposed to it. I knew how to work hard. I got the work ethic, but use the work ethic to be wealthy, and that will lead you to leave that legacy, as we're talking about. It's funny. It's funny that you that you said uh, <clears throat> that you say you know your mom because like much like our mom, you know our mom got a tenth grade education, so and she bounced around from from house to house because our grandma was an alcoholic. So it's like. My mom, my our mom can't teach us generational wealth when she ain't never seen it. Yeah. So I, so I can't, I can't blame her for not teaching me something that she didn't even know. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't until probably because our mom be should be fifty this year. It probably wasn't until our mom got about forty that you know that they was actually good financially. Like I mean, they wasn't struggling, but you know. It was almost check to check, so it, it took it took. If you look, it took my it took my mom almost fifty years to get generational wealth, to understand generational wealth. Yeah. And it, I'm gonna be honest with you, it wasn't until you know uh, told me you know what they were doing that I was like, oh, so we can do. It. We don't have to live check to check, because like I said, you know, growing up. You know, 
black parents is not gonna let you know. Look, we about to lose the house. You know, they don't they don't tell you that until you get older. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we yep. almost we almost lost the house once. You like, man, all because I wanted a PlayStation Two. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think one of the things that um we got to remember is we are the generational wealth generation, and what I mean by that is we have to remember that we're not so far away from the segregation years, the the Jim Crow years, the the time where African-Americans had it the worst. We're not, we're we're talking 60, 70 years. This is not far off, right? And the thing is, you have to remember that our grandparents went through that era, great-grandparents went through that era. So when it comes to our parents, we have to remember that our parents didn't have what they gave us. So on Christmas, my mom would say, you know, they they would be happy if they got candy on Christmas. So I think for them, they wanted to give us something that they never had. So if it meant balling out on Christmas, balling out during tax time, they wanted to make us feel like we had something that they didn't have. So even though it might not have been the right thing to do financially, but I think it was the right thing to do emotionally for them because they never experienced that from their parents. So for us, we have to take it and learn a lesson that, yeah, they gave us everything that we needed on the emotional level, but what can we able to do on a financial level that's different? And for us, it's understanding that Christmas, tax time, all birthdays ain't the time to ball out. It's just the time of actually um, doing what needs to be done. Because I talked to a white parent one time, I went to school with her daughter and she told me, she said on Christmas, they got two They got two gifts each. On a birthday, they got one gift. On weekend, they ate, one, they ate, they ate out one time every week and that was on Saturday. <laughs> every other day was a cooked meal. She said, I didn't buy them toys unless it was birthday or Christmas time. And understanding what they had is because they sacrificed when black people look to ball out. So for us, I think we just have to look at things differently because we are the generation of wealth and we have to teach our kids that it's not to have everything just because we want you to feel a certain way temporarily. We want you to be able to prosper years from now, even when we're gone. And the best way to do that is financially when it comes to, okay, when I'm gone, you got a bank account. When I'm gone, you I'm leaving you this. I'm not leaving you my bills or whatever. So I think we just have to take from what our parents gave us and pass that down in a different way to our kids because they were just giving us what they didn't have. Yeah. yeah. No, for most black folks, credit me and get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got credit me and get it. <laughs> yeah, man. Um that, that that's some good stuff, man. And I just believe, man, level of exposure helps you with things, right? Like <clears throat> when you start, like for me, like like I told y'all, man, I was all day in the Mercedes Benz joint. I got there at nine o'clock in the morning, <clears throat> and literally, I'm like, yo, I hope I'm not late for the podcast. Got back here at like three thirty, bro. But the level of exposure, like walking around and seeing, like they they don't care about what people think about their prices, bro. They're like, yo, this is all about generational wealth. So you know me, bro. All y'all know I'm a nerd, bro. I looked that joint up. I was like, yo, let me see how much, let me see who the CEO is. Let me see who they're working for, right? Yo, they make an hour, 20 racks 
every single hour they're making, bro. Every hour. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. But again, where did the CEO learn that from? Obviously, for somebody else, he got exposed to it, right? So the re- reason why, not even just our people, <clears throat> but people in general, the reason why they have that poverty mindset is because they haven't been exposed to entrepreneurship. They haven't been exposed to leaving a legacy. They haven't been exposed to what a true father is, right? We, we all fathers on this call. They haven't been exposed to that. So when you're whatever, your level of exposure will determine your legacy and your generational wealth. Let me say that again for the back row in the church. Your level of exposure will determine your legacy and your generational wealth. And you can't leave nothing if you've never been taught nothing. You feel what I'm saying? So it's something that got to be taught, but also with the blueprint of assembling the, the, the picture of the box per se. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, like, that exposure is key. Yeah. You you never told us what you was doing at Mercedes-Benz. Hey, hey, I didn't buy no car, man. I was just- <laughs> <laughs> uh, he got credit. He got credit at me. I looked at that car, man. I said, man, this thing, let me see the price, man. I said, whoa. You- I said, I'm going to bro. <laughs> But but what's so but Willie Willie keeps saying it's about the credit, right? And I think what a lot of people fail to realize is like all the white people we see making moves, they ain't spending all their money. Right. They have credit. The better your credit, the more money you put in keep in your pocket. Right. And so, that's why that's why we have to really protect our credit the way that we do. But it's sad because it's as soon as you graduate high school, they first thing gonna give you is credit cards. You're not financially literate enough to deal with credit cards. You're You're 18 years old, 17 years old, coming out of school, you get a credit card for 2,500. You know what I'm saying? And then you go to college like I ain't, I ain't got no job. I'm a max this boy out. You're That's going good. shopping. You're going out to eat. You're doing all these things, not knowing that you have an interest rate of 24.9 percent mm. because you didn't look at the APR. You just happy to get the card. You take the card off the deal, throw the APR stuff, paperwork away, and now you just spending money. Now you racking up debt. Not mm. only that, once you leave college, you leave it in debt. Mm. I'm out right now. I'm $81,000 in debt. Just based, just college. That prevents you from getting homes, cars, it ruins your credit. But, but if you're not taught credit, if you're not taught financial literacy, if you're not taught how to save money, bank account stocks, and all these things that our white counterparts have already been ahead of the game, on us for years. We're playing catch up right now. Mm. And so we think, oh man, they, they spending all their money. No, they not. They know how to float credit. That's what they call floating credit. They are very good at floating credit. I went to a Damon John um, seminar a couple years back. All these entrepreneurs making six figures, some of them millionaires. They sit there and told us how they do it. They say, man, we don't spend our money. We float credit. We good at putting a bunch of money on this card. We'll pay someone off. We'll slide over to another card. So they was telling us how they do it. And if you're not ready to build, you're not ready to level up. You wouldn't even take the time to go to stuff like that and learn. Yeah. Like black people, man, they just want to stay, I, I don't want to say ignorant, but they're ignorant to finance, finances and financial literacy because they want to ball out. They want to make sure they got the latest fashion, the, the best cars and all these things. And it saddens me because I'm like, you put your kid in all these Jordans and Gucci and Louis Vuitton, but they don't know how to count. Mm. Mm. But emotionally, but emotionally, they feel good because they're not being bullied. They're not talked about. You know what I'm saying? At school, but financially, they're going to continue the same cycle. They're going to just spend money, spend money because they think that's what's going to bring the kids happiness. And it's like, no, nah, man, I wish my mom would have taught me how to put money in the bank. I wish my mom would have taught me, son, don't blow your credit when you're young because it's hard to get it back once you tear it up. Like this stuff, I wish I would have learned then. 
Hey, Corey. But I'm a 34-year-old man now I'm trying to get it. Mm. Hey, Corey, see, you, you just said something that, that that's deep, and I think that's the important thing is we know Black people, the one thing that we look for in people is real. So it's about who's teaching it. Because Absolutely. if somebody that's, you know, if you're an 18, 19-year-old kid from, you know, that looks like we look, that's, that's from where we're from, that had to go through what we had to go through, when you see you know, a white CEO coming, they want to teach you about money and finances. You, right. It's going to one end out the other I because you, yep. you're not from where I'm from. You ain't been through what I've been through. You can't teach me something and you ain't never been in my situation. So I'm not right. looking at you on how to make money. I'm looking at the boys on the corner. I'm looking yep. at, you know, my dad. I'm looking at my family. So I think that's why it's important for us because we are, like I said, we are the ones that's going to break that generational and be able to teach it. So I, that's why it's important for us to do so we can teach it because the little youngest coming up, they're going to be looking for us to do so. They're not going to be looking at, you know, the people that don't look like them, that they didn't come from where they come from. And right. that's the only people that's going to, they're going to learn from is us. Wow. I don't know, bro. I don't know about that. I don't know. Cause I, I mean, but I do, I do agree. I do agree to an extent to where it don't. It, it's kind of like God can use anybody. We all know that. You know right. what I'm saying? It should, it shouldn't matter who's teaching it when they're teaching the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I know for me growing up, all I seen, I used to see a man pass all the time. You know what I'm saying? So when I seen a woman pass, I was like, wait a minute, like what's she doing up there? But then I had to realize she's still speaking the truth. So it shouldn't go in one ear, not the other. I still should receive it, but I know. How it is for us, it's hard to receive somebody saying something that we don't know if they've been through it. Because what I learned when I was in college, you know, I had a I had a coach come to me. He was white. And he was like, hey, he was like, you know, how your credit look? And I was like, what's that? But like I said, I wasn't exposed to it. So when he told me, he was like, hey, you to get good credit, this is this what you need to do. Go get a secure credit card, which is your own money. He said, you put 300 bucks on it. And he said, what you do is you spend it. He said, don't spend no more than 150 and pay it off. And he said, by the end of the year, watch your credit score go up. And I was like, uh, okay. You know, I ain't got nothing to lose. You know, he teaching me something. He ain't, he ain't selling me nothing. And I did it. And I was like, wow, like nobody never taught me this. But here, here, here's this guy who was heaven sent. And he just so happened to be white. But, you know, he was like a Bill Clinton type brother. But, you know, but he taught me that. But <laughs> it, at the same time, I was just like, you know, I did not have sex with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. I, I I agree. I agree with you, Willie. But we should. But we don't because I remember when I was, you know, young. You know, one of the guys told me he was like, "Yo, you should start saving your allowance, and that's how you're gonna be able to build money up. So when you go to college, you you just done the third. That sound dope. My mom wasn't giving me no allowance. She right. allowed me to live in the house. That's what she told me. We allow <laughs> allow you to live here. Right. You that's it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, you. You can teach me, but if I don't know what the heck you're talking about because that ain't the life I live in my household, I'm not going to be able to apply nothing that you're telling me. Let's, okay. And, and, and just to, and just just to chime in too, real quick, Willie, what you were saying, like I think because you had a personal experience with a white guy teaching you something, you took it in. Most black people, and I'm keeping them 100, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. but why is that, about, Corey? Why, why, why we, is listen, that though? We don't even buy from one another. We don't even support black businesses. Hold on, hold on, Corey, Corey, hold on. You are not gonna go buy that like you just did not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, right. Wait. Hold up. 
I know right. the back row, but get it for the back, back, back row. Right. Yeah. We don't even buy from one another. Think about it. It's so real. Mm. Like if if I have a if I have a business, I'm thriving in my business, or I'm trying to thrive. Black people kill black businesses. It's not nobody else. Because of the simple mm. fact is this: black people are the biggest threat to black businesses, black owned businesses. Yeah. The reason yeah. being, if I say, look, I got a shirt for forty five dollars, I will go into the store and say, well, let me get a discount. If you, if I, if I, if I say, let me get a discount, why am I asking you for a discount anyway? You won't go to Gucci and ask Gucci for a discount. Exactly. You don't go to Louis Vuitton and ask Louis Vuitton mm -hmm. for a discount. But if I say no, you walk out. I'm gonna go down here and spend this. At the end of the day, all you're doing is you're taking the money out of the black household and you're putting it back. You put it where it's always been. And so, right. I think once we begin to adopt this mindset, like. I don't have to buy Gucci because anything black people touch, we turn into magic. It's gold. Right. Gucci wouldn't be Gucci if we didn't put it on our back. They look for trendsetters. They look for they look for rappers. They look for these people to market their products because uh -huh. if they do it and they know everybody's watching them, then they're gonna blow up. We won't do that with one another. We're like, oh no, I don't one, I don't believe in it. Two, you don't you you don't have the credibility for me to buy from you. And three, I'm not gonna rock your logo. Because who is you and who is your logo? What is your logo? Mm -hmm. But we'll put on two G's. Gucci, right? We put this up. Like we'll 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 do this because people know this product. But Martre books dope. We'll got some dope stuff, but we just don't buy from one another. Why? It goes back to the Jim Crow laws, man. Like he 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 actually he raped our mindset mm. to where we don't even work with one another. We are afraid of one another. Mm. That's what he did to the slaves. That's why today we can't even move forward with one another. We're too busy putting each other down because we want to be the top dog. Yeah. That's right. the mindset that we have. That's the, that's the mindset we never escaped from. We never escaped. We still live it to this day. And it's sad. Black Wall Street was real, bro. Yeah. He got Jay Z said, I was just trying to make a point, but god dang, bro. Hey, that's hey, he he had to get Gucci because nobody on this call has made uh the case for the uh for the, for the airpods. That's you know, he, he had to go with that. Hey. I'm walking around this big old boom box and he got Gucci <laughs> headphones, bro. Like, look how you was just like <laughs> Willie, once you drop a headphone case with your uh wisdom wheels dumb on it, I'll get it though. <laughs> I probably would have saved picture, a bunch hey, of money. Corey, on the back of the picture's gonna be like this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that's, to piggyback that's, off hey. of uh piggyback off what Corey said, you know, Jay-Z said uh work for the man didn't work. With me, absolutely. Mm. You mm. rather you rather go over there and let him tell you what to do than to come over here and get leverage and let's do this together. Right. Because you don't want to feel like you're helping me. Yeah, over there that, and, do it. and that's one of the reasons why you know it's going to take the business owners, it's going to take the entrepreneurs yeah. to teach this because the celebrities get their check from the same people. You can't, Absolutely. you can't teach I mean, people how to hang with celebrities. Right. So you, you put, you can't, celebrities can't teach how to support black businesses when they get their check from LeBron James, get his check from a white owner. So, of course, he's always going to rub elbows with those people because they're the ones that make him money. So if Nike tell him to put on a shirt, he's putting on a shirt. If they tell him to wear the shoes, he's wearing the shoes. Why? Because they cut him a check. But for the black businesses, if you want people to support you, it's going to take black businesses to come together. 
and black, black business owners for real for real black business think, owners. and think about you gotta it. stop looking at people like competition and Absolutely. that's the black people's problem everybody is competition, competition. to you yeah and, and and if that person's got a business and i got a business then we in competition with each other and we hating on each other instead of Absolutely. coming together yeah. think, think and that's NWA. Though, NWA one of the dopest rap groups out nwa a white man ran that group mm. yep a white man ran NWA. They didn't run it. They was the face of it. We are yeah. the face of everything, but somebody white owns it. Mm. But it's it's a learned behavior that we have. You know, when you have a learned behavior, because you got. Let's be honest. Anything that we anything that we do, anything that we we as men now have seen, it's it's something we learn. Like like race ain't just happen. Like you don't wake up and be like, oh, I'm racist today. Like it's a learned behavior. Right. Like it's something right. that they're teaching somebody to be racist. They don't they don't just be like, oh. I'm racist today, and next week I'm not. Like, no, it's a learned behavior, and it's and it's and it starts with the bigger the bigger issue is is pride and ego is real, bro. Yeah. Like, if we don't think pride and ego is real. I mean, we know the stories. We know the stories on how you know King and Abel. Like, pride and ego is real. It is a real thing. So when you're trying to beat your chest and be the main gorilla and you know be the alpha male and not be humble sometimes. Like, even I've experienced it. Like, you know, I, I've been proudful. I've been set in my ways to where I don't care what the facts is, my belief will overrule whatever fact that you give me because I believe it to be real. So I don't care what the facts is. If I believe it to be real, forget what your facts are. I don't want to be right. So if I want to be right, guess what? I'm doing whatever. If this person over here at the top and I want to pull him down, I, that's just what I'm doing. Have I done it? I don't know. I probably did it and didn't know I was doing it because it just came so natural to the fact I'm like, man, like everybody works hard, but why do I feel like I need the privilege to where I work hard? Now you got a bunch of people that's in the NBA and other things that's doing something. Like you got 32 teams trying to win a championship. So you trying to tell me everybody deserve to get, you know, a participation? Like, no, nah, only one team gonna win. But that doesn't knock off the, the fact I worked hard. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like every person that, that win the MVP don't ever, don't always win the championship. But that ain't mean he ain't work hard. So I think, and that, I think that's what it gets confused with. People think, okay, because he's working hard, he got this, and I don't want to be an overnight. I want to be an overnight success just to get that versus going through the process because I don't want to learn the things that are going to teach me to be successful. And sometimes it be that way. Like I don't want to go through the pain to be successful. And we all know everybody who's gotten to a point of that level of of being successful have experienced some type of pain. Mm. So it's, it's like one of those things where the mindset, as Corey said, and, and we all know that mindset has to switch. But if, like you said, if we don't go out and go to school and go, and go, you know, out there and tell people, hey, this is how you do it, regardless of what their ego and their pride is, it's up to us. Like we are the new generation of the Rosa Parks, of the Martin Luther King, of the you know, like it's us. Like they hit, they like they legacy is here, but it's it's us who they see. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's us. Like my daughter the other day when we went to the store, I just you know the lady was behind me. She was white, and I, I brought her a drink. You know what I'm saying? Just doing love and action is what I called it. So I just showed her love and action. My daughter was like, "Daddy," she was like, "You know why did you why did you buy her stuff?" And I was like, "Well, baby, to be a blessing, you gotta you you gotta give a blessing." And I'm not saying. I, didn't, I, I, had to, I had to catch myself because I didn't want her to think, oh, if I do something nice to somebody, something nice is going to always happen to me. I was like, no, honey. Like, you know, just understand this is a moment to where if you have it, 
and you see someone, you know, just just do a love of a love of act, you know, love and kindness. And she was like, okay. So then she got that. So I was like, okay, you know, a seven year old asked me that. So it's just, you know, right then I gave her a teaching moment to where I was like, I never seen my parents do that. You know, but the fact is it's changing and she's looking at me like, okay, my daddy did it. So if I decide to do it one day, I don't have to think that somebody owed me something. It's just do stuff from my heart. So yeah, man. Yeah, I think to piggyback off of what you were saying earlier, Willie. Is I think a lot of times when a white man said, hey, go do this, we don't take it because, for one, you don't look like us. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we already, in our mind, think you're privileged. You grew up with money. Mm-hmm. So you ain't, and then us, we look up to the local drug dealer. They got everything that we want. They don't have to go to work. They got the clothes. They got the shoes. They got the cars. They got everything that we want. So when we see that, it's like, yo, that's what I want. Then you got a man that's that's coming, you know, with the with the um that that the dad's mow grass in the white Nikes and the, <laughs> the high waist. I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I see them all the time. The, the the high waist jean shorts and the the cell phone with the black rubber case on their hip, telling you, hey, go get a credit card. You're like, bro, look at what you got on. Yeah. That's not wealth to me, but in our head, wealth is what we got, what we got on, what we driving. To them, because I, I, and I, I, a guy at work told me, I was like, yo, how you get that car? He's like, to be honest with you, I got the car and the house that I wanted, then I filed bankruptcy. So I mm-hmm. said, hold on. So black people have been looking at bankruptcy something totally different than what white people look at it as. We look at it, we look at bankruptcy as, yo, I couldn't pay for it, so we had to file bankruptcy. They look at it as, let me get everything that I want and then file bankruptcy. Wow. Yeah, bro. And and I like how you said that. And I'm going to piggyback off Trey. When my Trey talked about um, basically, you know, players being a slave. Like, at the end of the day, you're on TV, you're getting publicity, but you're still a slave. Like, you can't pass the Cleveland Cavaliers to your kids. Yeah. You don't own the team. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I don't want to be in a – I don't want to live life balling with – I want to own the ball. I want to own the court. I want to own the stadium. You feel me? Like, I don't want to be controlled. And what happens with our people is that when they see tax season, they're like, yo, this is an opportunity. You got to get to a point, bro. I'm be real with you, man. You got to get to a point where you – Every day is tax season for you. <laughs> like, yeah. every day is tax season for you. Like, every day you cashing out. But it's hard to cash out when you don't invest in what you do. You feel what I'm saying? And we have to also get to a point as black people where we don't look at each other as, uh, Corey Matre was saying, as competition, but yeah. look at each other as building an empire. Because at the end of the day, if we don't build each other up, Guess what? We're always going to continue to put the blame. Well, the Asian got all the Chinese restaurants. The Arabs got all the gas stations. Why are you talking about them? They came together, right? And it's always the black people talking about community. Well, last time I checked in the word community is unity. (laughs) You ain't got no community without no unity. So we have to get to a point where we have to, like Corey was saying, be educated. Like Matre was saying, stop being a slave. Like Willie was saying, accept the truth. The truth is you're broke. And you're going to continue to be broke because you lack knowledge. When you lack knowledge and you don't actually implement it, like, 
I promise you, man. Like, you know, when we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast about tax season, bro, I promise you, man, I paid some credit cards off, bro. Mm-hmm. I promise you. I was just like, yo, boom, and I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. If I do touch it, you feel what I'm saying? It would be for minor purchases like gas or maybe a bag of chips and then just hurry up and pay that. But again, like Corey was – I forgot who said it about the, the AP. No, that was you, Corey, about the yeah, credit card. APR, piece. yeah. Yeah, everybody looking at it like, oh, I got a $500 limit, and you go spend it. And now you wonder why everything jacked up. So, again, like, we shouldn't be, like, like happy for tax season. Like, you waiting all year literally for tax season. And it, like, pisses me off seeing it on everybody's news feeds, bro. Tax season, tax season, tax season. No, no, no. Every single day should be a doggone tax season in your life. And if it's not, you're the problem. If your life is the way it is, you are the problem. And until you get to the point where you just don't want to play for the team, but you want to own the team, you're going to continue to say tax season instead of saying, yo, I make taxes. Yo, I make businesses. Yeah. Bill, you you said something important, and Corey and Willie, y'all touched on it too, is education. But for us, we have to look at education differently because for us, we we all talk to kids. We all deal with kids. And I know for us, we were laughing about, you know, being a default. But for me, I went to college and I got student loans for something I don't even need a degree for. What I do in my life, I don't need a degree for. So we have been taught by people that we need to go to college, we need to do this to be successful. But I think for the main thing when it comes to black wealth, African-Americans have to find their identity at an early age. So you can know exactly what you need to be educated on. Because if you're not exposed, like Will said, if you're not exposed to engineers, if you're not exposed to doctors, if you're not exposed to authors, if you're not exposed to these people at an early age, you're only going to do what they keep telling you that you need to do. Go to college and figure out what you want to do with your life. By the end, you $80,000 in debt, and you ain't even going to need it at 25. Come so on, we bro. have to start teaching these kids at early age to find your identity. And the only way they can do that is by seeing other people that might critique their interest on maybe I want to do that. Maybe I want to be a motivational speaker. Maybe I want to be an author. Maybe I want to be an engineer instead of waiting until I'm 23 years old to figure out what I want to do. And by the end, I'm already $80,000 in debt. Check. Hey, Amantra, let me, let me get on that. because That's so profound. Like, I work, my, what I do is preparing kids for college. Not just to go to college, but get them through college. My thing is this. Because of my experience, I said, let me tell y'all something. One thing that they don't teach you in school is about trades. Right. Trade school. Go to trade school. Get a trade. You ain't going to leave a trade school with 80 racks in debt. You know what I'm right. saying? And I'm like, but they push college. And I'm like, college is not for everybody. And so right. you pay all this money to try to find out who you should be. You pay $80,000 to find out who you should be. And you still don't know who you are. Exactly. At the end of the day. And, so you and Cor, Cor, you taking the same classes you took in high school. I'm saying I'm getting the like, school already. What's going on? 80, 80 racks, 80 wait, racks wait. to find your identity, and you still don't know who you are. He said you paid eighty thousand racks to <laughs> and you still don't still know. don't know. And so I, I I believe it's it's really governmental schemes, man. I think it's a because it's like that's the way they make money. We should not be in debt the way that we are. And what we do is, man, as, as black folks, especially when it comes to income tax, I love what Kwan was saying, like, I don't see nobody white posting that stuff. Asian posting, it's us. We, it's so bad we make memes about it. You know what yep. I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. everything is a joke to us. And I'm like, you wait one year to, your income tax should not be the bag. It should add to the bag. 
Yeah. 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 Hey. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Hey. It's like, oh, it's crazy, uh, Good night. Thank y'all for the call. My laptop is about to blow up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Thank y'all for the call. You got you to gotta really change your mentality, man. Like, you wait all year for, oh, I got my bag. That should add to the bag. That should not be your, your sword, mm. man. And, 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 and if we don't teach, that's why I'm saying I got to get these kids young. Um, teaching them financial literacy, teaching them about, you know, saving money and investing in stocks, but they have to see us doing it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, even when it comes to preaching, if a pastor's talking about prosperity, he broke and he ain't got nothing. You can't talk to me about prosperity. You don't yeah, have yeah. nothing. What are yeah. you showing me? So until we can show these kids, look, we can do this. We can, we, we are, we are successful people. We're innovative. We're creative. Everything you need to be successful is on the inside of you. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to spend 80 racks to find that. God put that there. Once we can start teaching these small basic, go back to simplicity, what we'll put today. Get back to the basics, man. We yeah. so we try to be so complex with, oh, get back to the, the basics, teaching basic financial literacy. Yeah. And you know what Once it is, Corey? Go ahead. You know what it is? We, we got to, it is, and I like what you said, is it's about showing them, but I'm a firm believer on, it's letting them do it. It's letting them do it because I was, when I was overseas, man, I'll tell you, in Germany, it's a whole different beast. I mean, they had kids that was like 10 and 11 that was working inside the bank as like an intern. And they're like, they actually like, they, like, they was working like at 10 and 11, knowing how to do money. And if you go over there in Germany, like their culture on how they do things is so much different and evolved around them. That's why you can have a, a five-year-old walking to school. And you can have a six-year-old, you know what I'm saying? Like the crime rate is low because they like, they're actually doing it. So these trades and stuff that you're saying is like, we can show them, but they got to get to the point to where, forget showing them. Like, it's like, we don't have, we don't have that, that uncle no more. That's like, okay, hey, get down here and change this tie. Like, like let me see you change this tie. Like, I just did it. All right, now it's your turn. Like, versus they value just, at they value yeah. education different over there overseas. We don't value it. We're the richest country, but we're the dumbest people. Correct. I, I'm telling you, bro, it's, it's real, real. We, we are the richest country, but we're the dumbest. We're, we're we very spoil. uneducated. Overseas, they value education. We pay for education. They value. That's yep. why it's free. Bro, they because... pay to use the bathroom. Think about paying to use the bathroom. That's, that's free. <laughs> yeah. I got to pay to, I gotta pay to piss. Come on, bro. It's sad, bro. It's because... Black people are always looking at the noun. I mean, you go to your local Chinese spot, they got the kid in there sweeping the floor. You yeah. go to you know, Mexican restaurant, they got their kids in there working. And for, you yeah. know, I was watching um John, I was watching John Q last night. And John Ooh. Q, of course, was going broke. He ain't had no money, he was trying to sell everything. And his his son was like, Dad, I got $55 that I that I saved up in allowance. You can have that if you need it. And he said, Nah, you keep that, you earn that money. And I believe black people don't do that because we're only thinking about right now. But what he was teaching his son is you keep the money. You keep yep. on saving money. In the future, you're going to see the benefits from it. Don't worry about what me and mom got going on right now. We're going to take care of right now. And I believe black people that get their tax money, they go buy the shoes, they go buy the clothes because they are afraid that they're going to lose it real quick. But they don't understand that when you spend it like that, you're going to lose it anyway. So it's hot in your pocket. Like it's like a kid. As soon as they get their birthday money, they gotta go spend it because they they're afraid that you're gonna take it from them. They're afraid they don't know their identity, Montre. Exactly, bro. Exactly. And hey, you man. gotta start looking, you gotta start looking at past today. You gotta start looking at past next week. 
They find it's, identity it's, and they find identity in everybody else's brand except their own. Exactly, because you see on Instagram, everybody posting the new shoes, the new clothes. Oh, I got to keep up with the Joneses. So let me buy, let me go to the mall, cop what I got to cop, and let me show you I'm getting money too, because black people want to look like we got money, but we don't want to have right. our bank account. Right. It's, it's funny because I, one of the reasons why we don't see most of white people posting about tax season is because we're taught, wait on the money, go spend it. They're taught Hey, go get you a little side dealership. Get them cars that, that's been in the flood. Fix them up just enough. They're going to come get them. That tax money. Bro, it's, it's people that don't need a car. When they get their tax money, they go get a car. Go get one from the side dealership. They paid $2,500 for it. And then in two weeks, that joint broke down. Right. Or repossessed. <laughs> because there's a difference. There's a difference between, look, and I think if black people understand, there's a difference. You can buy anything. Everything's for sale. But can you afford what you just bought? Mm, and that's one of exactly. the biggest issues that we deal with. I can go and buy a Bentley right now, but you know if a Bentley tire blows out, it's $20,000? Yeah. 20 for one. You got to do the research. I can buy one, but can I afford an upkeep? And so many people get these income tax. They go buy a car because can, you can buy it. Everything's for sale but they can't afford to keep it. So now it's repossessed. So next mm. income tax, they're going to do the same thing. And they keep repeating the same cycle. It's like you bought 20 cars. Yep. Because they, they, they'll buy, they'll buy $75 pants and they ain't got $25 to put it in. They ain't Come got nothing to put in the pocket. My, my jeans 75, but I ain't even got 25 to put hey. in the pocket. Put it. I got $100 hey, bands, but, pants with no but I ain't got $50. Come on, I bought man. pants with no pockets. And they, got, hey, they ain't got no money. Hey, I used to ask this dude that lived uh, that lived in Beth. He stayed with the latest cell phone. And I was like, bro, how much that phone cost? He was like, oh, this joint is 700 I said, okay, how much money you got in your pocket? $25. Come on, bro. <laughs> you got a $700 phone and $25 in your pocket. And it's prepaid. And it's prepaid. And, we, <laughs> hey, and, and, and uh, Warren Buffett just upgraded his phone to an iPhone just yeah. now. Yeah. He's been having a flip phone for years. Yeah. Rich people don't dress like they rich. Mm, That's why they, they keep their money. They we want to look good and be broke as opposed to looking broke and, and having money in the, in the bank. Our mind mm. has been raped for years and it's time to get it back. And it starts with us five on this call. Like there's yeah. so many people depending on us to teach them financial literacy. I mean, literacy. And we just got to show them and actually expose it to them. My daughter's exposed to what I do. They know what I'm doing. I said, I'll pay you to do this for me. I'll pay because I don't need her working for nobody else. I can't give her where I work at. That's right. I can't yeah. give her a job where I work. That's right. That's right. If I die today, they're gonna replace me tomorrow. So mm -hmm. why am I go? Why am I gonna kill myself working for somebody that's ready to replace me any moment they feel like it? Without yeah. and they put it even in the contract without any cause or reason. At will contract. Yep. I'm like, yeah. it's, it's funny me, because bro. it's funny because I know I know some kids now. Well, not kids, but some grown white kids that's still on their parents' cell phone plan. Yep. Like for, for graduation, I when we walked up the stairs from getting our diploma, our dad handed us our cell phone bills. Like, yep, that's you now. He said, look, when, when you get 18 and it's time for you to buy a car, don't call me. I don't co-sign for nobody. Mm. Mm. Why do black people kick their kids out when they turn 18? White kids stay with their parents in the basement and be basement kids playing Halo right. until they're 35 <laughs> years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, real talk. Not the Halo. 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 
hey, hey, look, they 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 inherit the house when their parents die. <laughs> and, and and Mexicans, bro, because I'm in Texas, they would stay, they would live with one another until they can afford to buy one a house, buy them a house. They get them out of there. They keep doing the same thing. We just don't operate like that. We are competition all the time, even in the speaking ring. It's comp we, because we we are great people, and we got to beat one another down, and we feel like we got to beat one another down to come up. It's like no. Take some of your income tax. If we took all our income tax money collectively and put it together, we can buy stocks. We can buy some property. Some dudes just did it. Five little dudes took some money and bought their first property. Now they property owners. Yeah. But you got to be with the right group of people. And so I'm sorry, but some niggas is niggas, and they gonna act like niggas. Right. Mm. right. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Z said it back. I'm not a business. I'm a business. Come man. on, man. Hey, man. hey let's go. All right, man. Um, Quan, man. Yo, close us out, bro, man. Like, yo, you know, you got to ask the question, Quan. Like, what's the legacy gem? Like, what do we want to leave the people with? You got to ask that, man. I can't do that. You are officially the host of this podcast, bro. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll start with this to, to close it out. Oh, you know, and I'm trying to teach. My daughter just turned 10, and she's getting to the age where uh, she wants shoes every week. Um, and the one thing I told her, because she, she wanted some Jordans, I'm like, boo, you don't, you don't even know who Jordan is. <laughs> like, you, <laughs> like you, <laughs> until you know who Jordan is, I'm not buying you no Jordans. Um, you know, she wanted a pair of shoes. So what I do with her is I let her think all week she's going to have to pay for something. And then we get there, and, you know, the woman say the total, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, some uh, some flaming Hot Cheetos, whatever it is. Get to the counter. The lady say the price. I say, where your money at? She get it out. She hand it to her. I'm like, hold on. I have to pay for it, but I want you to understand that you was going to have to pay for it when you want it. Mm. So daddy got it. You don't ever have to worry about that. Daddy got you. But it's going to be times when, dad, when daddy not here. And you're going to have to make these decisions on your own. So much like, you know, Will always talk about, you know, he's, he's big on leaving a legacy. Live, leaving, you know, living to be remembered, not to be forgotten. And, you know, and I feel like that's what all of us do with our kids. Because, like, I see, you know, I see each other. We post, uh, we look at each other's posts when we posting the kids. And you know, I feel like we're doing things with our kids that our fathers didn't do with us. Mm. <clears throat> you know, and if, you know, um, for us, our dad, you know, when we played sports, it was, yeah, you had 60 points, but if he didn't turn the ball over four times, you would have had 68. Mm. You know, my son, when he scored six, I'm like, yo, great game. Did you have fun? That's all I care about. If you have fun, I'm straight. I don't, you ain't got to score 60. You gave me six. I'm cool with that. Mm. So just, I want, I want each one of y'all to tell me how y'all leaving are y'all leaving a, leaving a legacy to your kids? Yeah. Um, I'll go, I'll go, man. Uh, I mean, you know, this, there, there's power and simplicity, man. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, um, like Corey was talking about, like investing in things that, you know, maybe I may not be here to enjoy it, but I know that they'll be able to cash out and mm. uh, just, you know, leaving behind, you know, my books, like my <clears throat> books, you know, They'll be able to eat from that. Um, my books, they'll be able to eat from that. My my merchandise, 
you know, um, you know, just leaving those things, man, where they can really just have um, access to and not have to worry about nothing. You know, that's the ultimate goal, making sure they don't have to worry about nothing at all or be, be a slave to anybody else's business. So, yeah, man. And real real think, quick, yeah. for the, before the before the next person goes, so uh, on Facebook, it's this uh, this guy that uh, you know he he's showing twenty of Martre's books to the detention center, right? Uh, so look, that's me me being the black person that I am. I said, hold up, twenty books, twenty dollars a piece. I did the math on it mm, on <laughs> your say, money. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's $360 going in Bake's bank account. I said, y'all gotta write a book. <laughs> yeah. Man, mine is um the thing that I want to leave the most, man, is my word. Like I I'm seeing with my kids, like that's the most powerful thing as a man, you can have is your word. Because no matter what you tell your kids, no matter what you say, they always come back and say, if you say, hey, you know, I'm gonna get you this. Or they come and ask you, daddy, can I have this? Like, if you say yes, it could be three weeks from now, they gonna bug you for three weeks. You say it, you say it, you say it, and they'll always remember that. And I think what did it for me was my dad, my dad told me he'll take me to a football game. And it took him almost like 12 or 13 years. And I was just like, man, like I never got a chance. I, I never got a chance to go. So for me, I was like, you know what? For now on, I'm just going to make sure I keep my word. When not just, just in general, like I want people when I die to be like, hey, he was a lot of things. But one thing he did when he said he was going to do something, he did it and he kept his word. And I feel like that that leaves an impression on them. Like my daddy kept his word to whenever he said he'll do something. If he owed anybody, he knew we know that he kept his word with us. So therefore, <laughs> by me leaving that with them, it 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 does so much more beyond anything that I can think of because they always say, Man, if my daddy say he's coming on a field trip, he coming. So that's what I want to leave my girls, or just in general, just my word. I think for that's me, good. man, that's good. Um, I think for me, just three things. It's like, one, not to spare their feelings, not to protect their ego, and also teach them how to not work hard, but productively working hard. You know what I'm saying? Because you can work hard, but it's no, there's no productivity behind it. And I want my daughters to understand, like, the world owes you nothing. They owe you nothing. You owe yourself everything. Everything you want, everything you want to touch, everything you want to manifest, you owe it to yourself. So don't be looking for a handout and don't always look for opportunity. You go create an opportunity if there's not one. Don't look to sit at nobody on table to eat. You create your own because everybody's not inviting you to sit down with them. And so if I, I want them to understand the, the, the value of hard work and the value of a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they don't understand the value of a dollar, they'll continue to blow it like we see today in grown adults. And I want my daughters to understand, like, my dad taught me real principles of how to be uh, financially stable, um, not rich, but wealthy. You know what I'm saying? And the wealth starts with education. Mm -hmm. And if I can leave that with them, 
I know that they will trickle that down to everybody that come in contact with them. And now I just changed a generation. Yes, sir. Love it, Corey. Yes, Love sir. It. I say for me is um, one thing, the one thing I want to leave is how to, how to fish. You know, I can leave fish, but I want to leave my daughter, um, the kids that, that I want to have, I want to leave them with information on how to fish. I want them to be able to take the information. Y'all know I'm a black history person through Africa to America. Everything was told by word. Information from Africa was told by word. Um, you watch Roots, Kunta Kinte told his daughter about the words in Africa. Just teaching that information and it was passed down from generation to generation to generation. And I can leave money, but eventually they're going to spend the money. If I leave information, eventually you can be able to make money again. You can be able to live the life that you, you can be able to create the better habits that I couldn't do. So I may not be able to leave millions in a bank account, but I can leave you information to where you able to stay educated, not just on what the school will teach you, but on things that other people won't teach you. So and I asked, I asked a few people this um, the other day, do you trust white people to treat you, to teach black history in schools? A lot of people were saying, do you trust them to come up with the curriculum for black history? No, because they're still going to leave so much stuff out. So I just want to leave my daughter with as much information as I can get. I'm not just reading for me. I'm reading to give her information that I never had. And that way she can take that and do whatever she needs to do with it to live her best life. And not only live her best life, to live, to be the best mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, to it just get passed down. And I want my family to remember me from giving out so much information. I want them to go back and look at my videos and say, that's my granddad right there, giving out information, information for me to continue to live by for the rest of my life. Mm. Uh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Mm. So uh, real quick, we're going to tell the people uh, where they can find us at. Um, mine is Shaquan Battle on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So mine is very easy. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's Shaquan Battle, it's S-H-A-Q-U-O-N, Battle, B-A-T-T-L-E. Just type in Martre on Facebook or Instagram, I'll pop up. Um, it ain't too many people with that name. <laughs> Just type in Martre, you'll find me. I'll be the first one to pop up, I promise. All right. What you got there, Corey? <laughs> yeah, I, my card. I, I just got my business cards in, man. This dude right here, yo. Is that wrapped in Coochie Love? Like, shoot, we got something in the black box. Nah, I just got my joints in last night. But, no, you can find me, uh, Corey. You can go to Facebook, uh, Corey D. Jones. Uh, you can just go to Corey Jones. You can also uh, go to my website, www.coreydjones.com. You can hit me on um, – you can text SPEAK to 54244. Get my mobile app. I mean, I'm everywhere, so that's where you can. That's where you can find me at. You outside? <laughs> no, bro. Pull up then. <laughs> Pull Man, up I then. can't with y'all, bro. I can't, dog. But they had me do the renegade. You look like a renegade type of dude too. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna be too many of renegades. My fault, man. I don't, don't ever disrespect you. I never disrespect you. Hey, man. This is hey, this Will, man. You can find me at Willis Sanders on Facebook. Uh, you'll see my logo. You'll see the brand. Is you know, it's a crown. <laughs> two two faces, two sides to everything. You know, Will words of wisdom on Instagram. 
You can find me Wisdom Life. That's W-I-L-L-S-D-O-M Life. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. That's just plain old Willie Sanders. Also, you can find me on YouTube, Willie D. Sanders. So that's where you can find me. Yeah, Willie, you got a name that you, you got a <laughs> Willie got a name that Willie got a name eat cornbread <laughs> with greens with no fork. He just he just <laughs> hey, Willie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> hey Willie, uh, Willie turned in the, he turned in the Nelly. You can find me. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Willie outside, outside. No, right? Yeah, man. Uh, find me on Facebook, William Winfield. LinkedIn, William Winfield. Instagram, Willis Blessed. Twitter, Willis Blessed. One coach in the world. Hey, man, and uh, website, livetoberemembered.com. Let's get it. Let's grow. Let's go. Okay. He, he clapped backing over there. All right. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, fellas, man, it's, uh, it's been fun, man. Uh, yeah. And I, I think this conversation is, is needed, and it's needed by us. Facts. Yeah, one of many. Amazing. One of many. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, great conversation. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, Wednesday, right? Coach? Wednesday, seven o'clock. Wednesday, seven o'clock. All right, man. Cool, man.